Well, Pete, this week I had uh, I had an idea for something that we could do different with the show. Um, Pete, Pete, are you there? Yeah. Uh, he went to the bathroom, so I figured I'd step in and wait. Who is cover this? While he's gone. Hi, it's Carl. Oh. Okay. Well, should we should we wait for him, or we just want to start the episode? And then when he gets back, we'll just. No, then he I, just I think in. we might as well go because I don't think he even saw the movie. I think he was just <gasps> going to wing it. I think he was just oh going to kind of wing goodness. it and uh, act like he did. And just kind of like when like big plot revealing points were talked to, he was like, <gasps> oh, yeah. But so, then not add okay. anything to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so let's pull back the curtain. Uh, Pete's not here, man. He's nope. not here. He, he uh, sometimes life gets in the way and you're not able to go see the movies that you want to see um, or do the things you want to do. And, um, you know, that's that's what that's what happens. Pete's currently uh, bound and gagged in someone's basement. Um, we've sent the ransom money. We don't know. We don't know what will come of that, if anything will come of that, um, but we're hopeful. <laughs> um, so Carl is filling in this week. Hey! Uh, which is exciting. It's it's You're an appropriate fill-in on an episode like this. Dare I say, potentially, a more appropriate fill-in than the original would be, given the subject matter. Um, Pete's not as big of a like he's not a comic guy he's um he's seen a lot of the mcu but he, admittedly he hasn't seen every film in the mcu and he's been skipping disney plus mcu series yeah. left right and center and I, um, i'm aware of this and after watching the film i'm like my thought was we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about that. that that's a big part of this film oh missing yeah content. because i want to talk about and maybe you'll know like where i'm going with this certain content yeah, and maybe you'll know where I'm going with this, um, but I think we need to talk about the Loki series um, and sort of how that, like, what the implications are and how that ties in and how it doesn't tie in and and stuff yeah. like that. There's, as well. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of different directions that the MCU can go now. Like they've set up, it feels like without getting into too much, it feels like they've set up several different branching story arcs that aren't they're connected but they're not connected yeah so anyways i'm expecting you to fill in all of the responsibilities of pete um you know i'm just throwing you into the fire so hello and welcome i'm ready to go i'm wearing his garter (laughs) it's a little tight gross i can barely breathe but we're good so i say hello and welcome and you say this is the movie men podcast is that right yeah yeah i got it (gasps) and then and then you introduce us Oh, and half the time I'm you Pete, get it wrong. and this is Brady, and we're the Movie Men Podcast. Oh, wait, no, I'm Carl, and this is Brady, and this <laughs> is go. the Movie Men Podcast. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm channeling Pete just a little too much there. I'll yeah, well, no, off. getting it wrong is actually fairly accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Uh, so you, actually, in your channeling of Pete, you were just telling me you've gone so far as to actually prepare trivia. Oh, y- trivia? Do I have trivia? I don't know, dude. Ow! Oh, yeah! I Look pushed the button. See, I don't always do it, but it's a <laughs> you got to do it for me. I'm I'm the special yeah. guest host. <laughs> exactly. All right. Are you ready? I have, 
like like Pete, I have some trivia and I have some fun uh, tidbits that I all right that I googled. Trivialize right. me. So this movie. Oh wait 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 wait. Oh. We should hang on. We should say uh, this is this should be a given. If you haven't seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, we're about to spoil everything about. Oh, this we're going to spoil the heck out of this thing. So don't listen. Go away. If you, if you haven't you seen it, or if you do care, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then come back. Yeah, cool. Download All it right. and put a pin in it. That being said, three second time warning. Oh, we are. You got enough of a warning. All right, here we go. Yeah, Ready? Yeah, that's good. Okay, the Multiverse of Madness was directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, this is how many years True. has it been since his last first directed feature film? His last directed oh, feature film. First feature film. No, his his last. How many years oh, has it last. been since his last <clears throat> directed feature film? Oh crap! Okay, so he should have quit after Spider Man Three, but I'm guessing he didn't. Um, is is Drag Me to Hell his? Uh. Jeez, I'm guessing it's been a while. Otherwise, it would not be a significant question. I'm going to say 10, 10 years. 10 years, final answer? Uh, 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 I mean, it's a stab in the dark, but yeah. Okay. Incorrect. You were very close. It has been nine years since Sam Raimi directed a feature film. The last one being... Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, I did know that he did that. And it's actually not a bad movie. Like, as prequels for no, it Beloved. was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Uh, how many uh, films has Sam Raimi directed that are comic book adaptations from Stan Lee and Steve Ditko? Uh, okay, so obviously there's Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. There's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, from Stan Lee. Uh, and Steve Ditko. Yeah. They were, they were a big combo. <clears throat> well, nobody, you know, that's like, nobody talks about Steve Ditko. That's like acknowledging that someone other than Bob Kane came up with Batman. They're, <laughs> they're like, they're, they're, they're pretty tied at, Tight the head in yeah, the early days the of Marvel. Burton Ernie of Marvel, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I can. I only know of the four, but I feel like it's not four because I'm going to say five, thinking that there's a mystery one that I don't know of. Oh, over oh, two. Uh, it is. It is four. This just the, the four oh. you mentioned. It was just as simple as, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Charles Xavier makes an appearance in this film. <gasps> Don't tell me that. I haven't seen it. <gasps> oh no. How many times has Charles Xavier died on screen? <laughs> okay. On the big silver <clears throat> screen. So. Phoenix kills him in X-Men 3. Logan kill Logan kills him? Or the Logan clone kills him in 
uh, or someone someone who looks a shit ton like Hugh Jackman kills him in Logan. And then he dies arguably the most brutally in this one. Well, I mean, Phoenix kind of like deatomizes him. Um, I think it's just the three. Yeah, three. Oh my I think God. I'm better at stumping you than Pete. <laughs> it is fourth. This film marks the fourth time Charles Xavier has died or been killed. The first time was McAvoy in The Last die? Stand. Oh, the wait, wait, second whoa, whoa. time was in yeah. Days of Future okay. Past. The third wait, time was di- in Logan. Wait, whoa, whoa, hang on. He dies in Days of Future Past? Uh, yeah. It's Apparently. been a long time since I've seen that one. Yeah, 2014 film died. And I only ever I watched seen The it. Rogue Cut. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen it in a long time either. I'm going to trust my research. <laughs> So <laughs> Which good, was though. Googling <laughs> trivia. And then Logan and the fourth time was in Multiverse of Madness, which we both just watched. Right. Okay. Yeah. Some right. other fun tidbit tidbits. Um this film was released uh two days after the twentieth anniversary of Sam Raimi's Spider Man in twenty two thousand and two. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. The original director was going to be Scott, Scott Dickerson, who did the first Doctor Strange in 2016. Uh, he stepped away due to creative differences. However, the fun tidbit here is he was uh, going to introduce Submariner, uh, probably as one of the Illuminati uh, in this film. But yeah. uh, the, the rumors <clears throat> of that have now switched to him showing up in Wakanda forever. Right. So that's pretty another cool, fun piece of information. Yeah, it did come out two days after the 20th anniversary of Spider-Man. It also came out one day after the 10th anniversary of the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 This yeah, is also so the 28th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we're c- coming Jeez. up on 30 films in the MCU. Can you believe that? It's so crazy. So what, then, what's going to be the, the 30th s- then? The next one is Thor. Does, does that make Thor. Wakanda Forever the 30th? Um, does Wakanda get the big 3-0? I don't know. I'll look it up. I don't think so. I think there's something else coming before that. Um, keep talking while I look this yeah. up. Anyway, so yeah. Um, I I got to go see that. I saw this film on Friday. And you saw it last night, so I had I, I took, saw it last night taking, in. Hmm, pardon. Oh, I was just gonna say I saw it last night in Ultra AVX Dolby Atmos. Like I, did, I gave. Did you see it in IMAX. 3D? No, see, I was going yeah, to, I. and I, I somewhat regret not seeing it in 3D because people are raving about like they put a lot of work into making this a film for 3d. Um, and yeah, and I just didn't, I just didn't do it, but I should have. Yeah. I, I didn't see it in 3d. I thought my opinion on 3d is it kind of feels like, it's kind of the, the allure of it is dying off and the necessity yeah. for it's not really there. However, 
I do remember I seeing seen the first Doctor movie. Strange in 3D, and the 3D effects were amazing with the the magical kind of glyphs and circles they create to create their yeah. magical abilities over their hands and stuff. That was like really cool, and the way it popped off the screen really added something. So thinking back on it after watching Doctor Strange 2, there were some moments where some 3D effects on that those magical abilities, I think, definitely would have added something oh yeah but i the, can't say um, if it would have or not because i didn't see it in 3d the musical note fight thing yeah in 3d would have been nuts that, that would have been cool i wasn't uh that Thor, totally yeah, hyped okay, on so, that fight but <laughs> wakanda forever wakanda, wakanda forever will be the 30th all right coming wakanda out in november the big 3-0 for marvel that'll be cool they'll probably make a big the, thing out of that i bet then we have ant-man and the wasp quantum quantum mania mm-hmm Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Mm-hmm. The Marvels. The Marvels, yeah. And then Fantastic Four. Yeah. <clears throat> Those are the ones that we Which sort of have, you know. We might as well be able to confirm now that John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And I want to talk about that, um, yeah. obviously. But then, you know, also we have uh, things that they haven't really given us any sort of timeline for but they have announced we know that we've got a blade film coming um yep. we know that we have a deadpool film coming yep we know that we have another captain america movie coming oh really oh i guess that'll be um with sam sam yeah yeah, yeah. and we know that we're getting a sequel to shang chi and the legend of the yeah. ten rings we're getting pretty far out about, in that the timeline now, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, first impressions. Look, obviously this is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a nuts film. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, I was a little disappointed that, you know, I was kind of hoping that maybe Sam Raimi's, um, horror roots would shine through, but they, but they didn't, um, yeah, it was more um, Evil Dead Army of Darkness horror film than like the original. Um, oh, I was I was joking. Evil this Dead. film is riddled with with jump scares, and <laughs> this film is like this it, is the darkest thing that we've gotten in the MCU by a long shot. Yeah, I, no, I it's definitely the darkest. I don't. I wouldn't call it horror it, as much as I, like I would call it horror as much as I would call call. Evil Dead and Army of Darkness horror. And I'm talking second th- Evil Dead where it's more of a comedy. <laughs> I think if you were bringing your, if you were unsuspectingly bringing your nine-year-old to this film. Well, that's thinking, a bad idea. <laughs> oh, it's just, a, you know, it's a Marvel film. It's Doctor Strange. We saw yeah. the last Doctor Strange. We saw the Avengers. Uh, I think you would, <laughs> you would walk out a little angry. Um, but <laughs> yeah, end so. Up having to walk out early. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Strange has never been my favorite MCU character. Um, I enjoy the first one. It's, not, it's you know, uh, it it wouldn't make crack my top five. Um, might not even crack my top ten. Um, but I do enjoy the first one. Um, he's fun anytime he shows up. Uh, but I was very much looking forward to this movie. And a lot of it was like, it wasn't so much just because it was a Doctor Strange movie, but I think it was like, okay, the follow-up to Spider-Man No Way Home 
which really, I feel like this was marketed or like we all went into this thinking that it was going to be more of a direct tie-in than it was. It had almost nothing to do. Yeah, aside from the quick mention at the beginning of the film about Spider-Man, which they do talk to talk about him as just being Spider-Man and not a Peter Parker, so that the spell kind of has taken hold on them. But yeah, yeah, that's I thought he was gonna like at some point, like in the trailer, don't they like chastise him for for something that you know? And he's like, I did the only thing I could, or whatever. And I was like, Oh, okay, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the the Statue of Liberty incident. We're gonna talk about you know. I can't. I can't confirm that because I've. Uh, the last trailer I seen was the first trailer where you hear right. uh, Patrick Stewart's voice. And after that, I was like, okay, there's a lot of big stuff re- being revealed in this and I don't want it spoiled. So I, I avoid it as much else. as possible. So I don't okay. know if that's true or not. Um, so anyways, I was looking forward to it for that. I was looking forward to it for all of the potential cameos, all of the big surprises, the big reveals. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a big one. Really, if anything... This film is not a follow-up to Spider-Man No Way Home. This film is a follow-up to WandaVision in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, And so I was looking forward to that, um, and it delivered. I had a lot of fun during this movie. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about it. What did Mm -hmm. you think about this film? Uh, Yeah, so going into this film, like I said, very early on in the promotional material for this film, I decided, okay, I don't want to watch too much, even though in the past few years, especially since uh, the Endgame movies and uh, st- uh, came out where they started kind of, te- their teasers were fit- riddled with non- non-movie accuracies, um, I still didn't want to watch it and watch anything and or see as little as possible because i wanted to go in clean and and really enjoy it and have those reveals really hit home Um, right so so yeah i was excited for this movie because i the last trailer i saw we heard patrick stewart's voice and it's like oh man the x-men are somehow gonna tie into this who else are they gonna tie in like we're talking multiverse there's a lot of really cool stuff they can reveal and bring in really um, anybody could have showed up anybody Nicolas, like honestly nicholas cage's yeah. ghost rider could have shown up yeah well like we um, said they could have introduced namor in this one very easily absolutely because because in the comic books namor who for those who don't know namor is like uh, aquaman uh, from the yep. dc he in in the marvel universe uh but i mean anyone differences yeah. but he's the king of atlantis anyone that we'd gotten through but, yeah um through marvel movies or marvel we could we could have seen thomas jane as the punisher yeah we yeah could have with seen what happened in spider-man the doors were wide open because marvel owns limit. everything again except for spider-man so anything that wasn't a spider-man property we could have seen yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, so exciting. So I, yeah, I, I kept my, 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 um, viewing of promotional material very limited. So I was excited. Uh, and my first impression going in was it was fun. It was really fun. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. All the reveals and the twists were, were really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I, So my first impression after viewing it was just like, that was a great film. Now I 
the more time I spent thinking about it, because I saw it on Friday, I have a few beefs, but they're not, some of the, those beefs are more just kind of, this is a beef, but it was still really cool, and I, and I loved it, and some of them are, this is a beef, and it, even though it may not have ruined the movie, I, I don't think it helped the movie either. Right. I have a few, like, coming out of it, I've got, I've got some fundamental questions about, like, how the multiverse works um, and stuff like that. Like, some things that I feel like I need to be clarified for me. Um, but we can get into all of that. So, let's, mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> let's talk about, the right off the bat, let's, let's, let's get the elephant out of the room and talk about the cameos. So, starting with the one that we already knew was going to be in this um professor x yeah i think in, it's fair in his original say, hover chair yeah with the original with the cartoon theme song playing as he as, as he, he enters rolled into place yeah i think it's very fair and obvious to say that although this is patrick stewart playing professor x this is not the professor x that we've ever seen before no, I don't yeah. think this, this is, is not Professor an on-screen the resurrection universe. of anybody. Because yeah, especially I think I would agree with you. Yeah, this is a different Professor X than we have seen on screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll be curious to see. Like, okay, so Professor X is the only, you know, uh, with the exception, obviously, like we've got, you know, the Scarlet Witch in this movie, um, but she's not. You know, she has not donned the title of an X-Men yet. Um, no. Well, these X-Men don't exist in what is now canonized as the 616 MC universe. Right. I, obviously, we're getting the X-Men injected in a, in a larger capacity at some point in the future. And I'm very curious about how they're going to do it because, like, as we mentioned, they kill off this Professor X, which, again, all of the deaths that happen in the universe that he's in. Oh, man. All the Illuminati in that universe go out horribly. Yeah. And, and, but it's all, it's all, um, it doesn't matter because it's not our universe. And I don't think we'll ever return to that universe no. again. Like, you know, none of that, none of that mattered as far as like, Ooh, this death carries a lot of weight. And what does this mean moving forward? I don't think any of that means anything. Um, it'll be curious to see what happens though, because obviously we're going to have the X-Men and I don't know that you can have the X-Men without having professor X. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll if either you're going have to, to hire a new actor or they're going like, to have to. You're not going to get John Stewart <laughs> or Patrick Stewart. Patrick, you're Stewart, definitely sorry. not going to get yeah. John Stewart. Yeah, um, <laughs> John Stewart won't do it. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's just you know, no offense, he's just too old. Well, he's too he's, old now. To, he's very to, much on the end of his career, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and so Kevin Feige announced the other day that he just finished planning out the next ten years of the MCU. Wow. Wow. You, you can't have a 10-year plan that includes Patrick Stewart. No. You just can't. Yeah, because like, the next X-Men movie, the X, first X-Men movie is coming out probably in like five, five, years. To, five to eight years. Yeah. <laughs> right, Patrick, yeah, if he's not we, done acting now, he's done acting then. <laughs> I mean, you might see, who knows, we might see X-Men start popping up in 
when Fantastic Four happens, they might drop a bunch of X-Men on us. They might, you know, I actually thought we were going to see more in this film than we did. So I had several theories about this film. Some of them panned out, some of them didn't. Um, One that didn't pan out was I thought that I thought we were going to go a House of M route in this movie. Mm. I thought that, you know, because the problem, the problem, the problem with X-Men now and trying to introduce X-Men into the MCU is you have one of two options as, as I had seen it for a very long time. Either the X-Men were always there. The mutants, either mutants have always been there, in which case, where the hell were they all this time? How do we not know about them up until now? Where were they during the the Galactus Thanos thing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or we see the creation of mutants in the MCU, but the problem with that is that undermines everything that is so great about the X-Men and their struggle in humanity and their the history of of like Magneto's beef with the human mm. race and like you know you mm. you need that kind of rich backstory there. Right. So what I thought was going to happen and this was based on a couple other people's theories and then sort of some injection of my own creation was that at some point Mutants had been there. The X-Men had been there. And at some point in the past, Wanda said, no more mutants. And you're talking about like the MCU can't like main universe. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wiped them from existence and basically rewrote history as everyone knew it. And it's, then sounds good, but it, I feel like it's got some holes. Like when would she it, have done that? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right. Like you'd have to see. And, and then in that, in that theory, that backstory that we saw with her, them watching the Dick Van Dyke show and stuff like that. And WandaVision, that was all her own creation. That was all her own trying to figure out like, you know, she's basically rewriting her own story. Hmm. And then at some point in this film, I thought we were going to see her say, you know, mutants or whatever, bring them back. And all of a sudden we would see in all the ushering of like, you know, everyone would, whether it was a, a, a whole new cast or it was a mix of old and new or, you know, whatever it was, um, at which point we would get the, the discovery that like, okay, Magneto is her actual biological father, that what's his face the guy that played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men universe who showed up in WandaVision WandaVision as Ralph Boner. But we all thought, (laughs) like, we didn't, you know, at first we all thought, like, we didn't know what we thought. We're like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) Um, That, you know, it turns out that that was actually her brother and that he was just, he didn't even know it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, I thought there was going to be some... You thought there would be a thing that happened there. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, we only got one X-Men in this movie. It was an X-Men not from the universe that makes any difference to us, and he died. Um, yeah. Again. 
<laughs> but that was, but that was, yeah, that was, that was a theory that I had that didn't pan out. Yeah. Well, what was a theory that you had that did pan out? A theory that I had that did pan out. Um, I was very positive that Wanda was going to be the antagonist of this film and that it was going to be about her looking for a multiverse, looking for a universe where her children existed. Mm. I thought it was going to be the continuation of her longing for her family. I didn't know how heavily, you know, that she was basically going to be straight up evil um, because she kind of does reach that point. Um, Yeah. Like she becomes fully consumed by the dark hole, the the darkest version of the Scarlet witch that has maybe ever been conceived ever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I, I, I was pretty certain that that was going to be the motivating push behind this. Um, I was fairly certain, and this will segue us into our next cameo, I was optimistic. I don't know how certain I was. I was, I was pretty sure we were going to see John Krasinski in this film. Oh, yeah? Were you um, were you anticipating like an Illuminati cast style cast, like we yeah. got? Yeah, I thought we were gonna. Well, and and that was because I'd seen a later trailer, and it never it never declared that that was the Illuminati. But I mean, who the hell else could it have been? All those chairs sitting like I was just like, yeah. oh, okay, that's who this is. Um, I was pretty sure we were going to see him. Um, I didn't know they'd kill him. I didn't know that he wouldn't be the version. Well, they that, killed everybody but Mordo. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that he wouldn't end up being the version that we're going to see moving forward. Um, but I was grateful for what we got. And I was also grateful because they could have easily just like sat him on that, that panel and, and not displayed any of his powers. Like he could have been there just as like a, yeah, quick, they could have done it with everybody tease easter egg whatever but we actually we don't really get to see him in combat no he starts to stretch out and then he literally turns to ribbons (laughs) yeah um so let's talk about john krasinski and all this stuff because i have some this film has given me some theory and some recent mcu news has given me some theories moving forward you're not going to save the news for the end what news you you said it was news oh well no this is just like no this is (laughs) In, you know, doesn't matter. Um, all right, all right, hit me. So, Fantastic Four was yep. the upcoming film is supposed to was supposed to for the longest time was going to be helmed by John Watts, who just did the three Tom Holland Spider Man okay. films. A couple of days ago, or a week ago, or whatever, it was announced that he was departing from the project. Oh. Um, they gave a reason. He gave a reason, which was like, uh, there was a statement released by Kevin Feige and released by John Watts. And it was basically along the lines of like, oh, I just have like superhero film fatigue and blah, blah. Uh, I don't buy any of it. I think it's bullshit. But both, um, both statements said 
looking very much forward to the possibility of working together again. Mm. I think this is what's happened. I think that John Krasinski, I think that Kevin Feige finally convinced John Krasinski to direct Fantastic Four. You think John Krasinski is going to direct it? Yeah. And I think that when John Krasinski agreed, Kevin Feige went to John Watts and said, hey, do me a solid. I'll give you I'll give you whatever other film you want. Basically, yeah. Step aside on this one. And you could do and whatever down you the want line, in the I'll give you a really good MCU film. Oh, like something like top tier. That I I yeah, that sounds kind of that sounds pretty plausible and like very I, I just like the sound of it. It sounds very not like because John Krasinski good. has shown his acting chops. And his director chops. Oh, his uh, that's what I mean, his directing chops. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and Kevin Feige has, you know, and people could say, well, yeah, but John Krasinski's never done, <clears throat> he's never done anything on this scale. He's never directed something this big. Yeah, but neither had James Gunn. I don't neither think had the Russo brothers. No, none of them had. And, and Kevin <laughs> Feige has said many times, like, a good storyteller is a good storyteller regardless of the budget. And that's what he looks for. Someone who knows how to tell a story. Yeah. And if you know how to tell a story, then adding a big budget is, is insignificant. Yeah. And if you're a no name, I don't have to pay you as much. So that's my theory. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Cool. I like that theory. That's a fun theory. However, there's two potential questions. John Krasinski has, ever since they've announced that the Fantastic Four is going to be in the MCU, John Krasinski has been like the number one fan casting. Yeah. Everyone has wanted John Krasinski. Yeah. Now. Even some of the fan art, I, I, I haven't seen it recently, but thinking back on it, it feels like it almost looked identical to what he was wearing. Yeah. Which the film. suit worked. The suit was yeah. great. Like, oh, yeah. It worked. Like, um, it, it, can we just stay on this for one more second? Yeah, oh, I got to oh, yeah. say this. I got to say this. When studios look at comic book adaptations and they go, spandex will never work. Let's put them in pleather or let's give Mr. Fan. Let's give Mr. Fantastic this absurd mechanical device that helps bring his arms back. Uh, sans the last fantastic four franchise (laughs) it it it's horrible but when you try to stay true to the comic as in first fantastic four almost all the marvel movies in terms of their costumes and the characters themselves it works so well yeah everyone said well you can't actually put wanda in the crown it's gonna look ridiculous no it doesn't (laughs) it looks badass Sorry. It looks badass. Now, having said that, um, the first, like, okay, so having said that, the Brian Singer black X-Men suits, those look sick. That that worked. The, the leather you couldn't You couldn't suits? put them all in yellow. Like, it, it, he, what he was going for, you know, he had the weight on his shoulders of getting comic book films to be taken seriously. And I don't think coming out of the gate with, 
everyone in yellow and blue jumpsuits I disagree. would have done that. Well, and I that's di- fine. It, and it doesn't have to be like doesn't have to be yellow and blue like literal spandex, right? But there's uh which which one of the x-men films there's a there's a there's a, a like an end credit scene or a post or maybe yeah, it's, i can't remember where it is where a suitcase is revealed and you yeah. see wolverine's iconic uh Helmet, headpiece and thing. gloves yeah. and it's like if the suits look like that like more tactical kind of yellow and blue or yellow and black that would have worked. It would have worked. It would've. People would have resonated <clears throat> with it. Yeah, it would have. But but you don't always have to stay true to the comics, right? Like if if we were staying true to the comics, you never would have had Hugh Jackman cast. You need you need to take He's way some personal license on it because you're adapting paper print material yeah. into a live yeah. action material. Yes. But so, there is there is something to be said for honoring the ori- or original material. Right. And so people questions will resonate about, with that. Questions about John Krasinski. <clears throat> There's a couple possibilities here. Because it hasn't just been everyone wants John Krasinski. Everyone wants Emily Blunt, his wife, to play Sue Storm. Mm, right, yeah. She'll be, she'd be really good. Now, is it possible... I think it's unlikely, and I don't think Kevin Feige and and Sam Raimi are this mean. But is it possible that John Krasinski was briefly in this movie and then killed off to deconstruct a fan casting? To be like, okay, here he is, mm. but we're going to... Because here's the thing about the multiverse, and it's raised a bit of a question for me, but I mean... We know that there's at least 800 different universes. Well, I mean, there's 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 a lot <laughs> unlimited in yeah. theory. Um, so far, in every universe that we've been to, um, you know, in in every universe that we've been to, Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. Yeah. In every universe that we've been to, um. You know, the guy that plays uh, uh, of Four is Mordo. Right. Um, but not everybody's, you know, not every Peter Parker is the not same. Not every Peter Parker is the same Peter Parker. Yeah. So there's, there are some variations and there are some similarities between universes. And there are some, this, this has been, as there would be in an unlimited, you know, yeah, yeah. Some of them, some of them are very much the same with slight variances and then far enough down the chain you get enough variances and all of a sudden you know the person's entirely different right you Red have go you know yeah well you have a universe <laughs> where um maria ramble became doctor captain marvel yep you have where uh carter Peggy carter became yeah yeah became yeah. you know yeah. and so and Black Bolt and, <clears throat> and all of these things. And so it is entirely possible that our Mr. Fantastic, our Reed Richards, won't be John Krasinski. Yeah. Uh, they, you, you, could, you could swing it that way. You could, I think you, you have just as much of a case to swing it other, another way. You're, 
I think your theory, I think it would piss everyone your, off. I think your theory of saying let's just give the fans what they want so that we can do what we we want. I think that's a sound theory. Uh, but but and but I think I think that's more sound than saying, oh, the MC the the, the multiverse you can have everybody's different but but you can flip that on its head that goes the other way yeah. too everybody can be the same still yeah right so so anyways. i think your your first part of that theory is is where the meat is held so those those are the big cameos in the main film that are really worth mentioning like i said we have captain britain um yeah and that's fun we have um we have Black a Bolt, like you said yeah we have an alternate um Captain Marvel. Black Bolt, I would argue, is almost the most... Like, what happens to Reed Richards in this film is brutal. But the death of Black Bolt? I was like, whoa. It's crazy. Nothing is off the... He basically goes to do his his scream. Yeah. And, but because he... His his mouth is sealed. He, yeah, he like blows his own brains out. I I went to see this film with friend of the show... Uh, Tim DeArmond <laughs> and used to be a sponsor of the show. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. one of the, the things hell, like we joked about going out was like, isn't Mr. Fantastic supposed to be like the smartest man in the universe? And yet it was a bit of a bonehead move that he it pulled. was a stupid move. <laughs> he can kill you with one word. They even refer to him as the smartest man <laughs> in this movie. Like that's they give him that credential in this film, the smartest he, man. Yeah, and he well he in the in the, even in the comics he's he's often credited as being one of the smartest men, if not the smartest. Like he's up there with uh, Tony Stark. Yeah. Now, did you start peeing in your pants like I did as soon as Christine? Like before we saw the Illuminati, before we saw anything, there was a moment where my jaw dropped, and I was like, "Oh my god." It's going to happen. When Christine from, what is, it's not 616, what's the other, what's the universe they go to visit? Eight something. The Illuminati universe? Yeah. I, I don't remember the number that it was designated. Right. Because ultimately it doesn't matter. But the Illuminati, really. we'll refer to it as the Illuminati universe. In that universe, she says, when she's like explaining who she is in this universe, she, she says that she works for the Baxter Foundation. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> yeah, immediately you've got, oh, Fantastic Four. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, <laughs> You're, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, my theater, listen, when I went to go see, so I saw Spider-Man No Way Home twice, two different theaters and both times, more so in the first theater, but definitely in both theaters, There, it was a, it was an energetic auditorium. Like, People lost their shit. Every time, like, Toby showed up, everyone went nuts. Andrew showed up, everyone went nuts. Um, uh, Daredevil showed up, everyone went nuts, right? So just, like, all of these. And then there were some times where they'd go less nuts. Like, I would still be freaking out, but that's because I'm like, oh, okay, the average moviegoer doesn't Doesn't get what just happened. The weight of this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like when when Norman says, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself, only like half the theater kind of thought that was amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, there were other times where everyone went nuts. 
I think I was the only, in a fairly full theater, I think I was the only one who reacted during this film. <laughs> like when John Krasinski showed up, nobody cared. I don't. And I was like, I was losing my mind. I don't know if I, if my theater did or not. Like, even the, my viewing of Spider Man, um, which I saw, did I? I'm pretty sure I saw that one twice. I can't remember. <laughs> but anyway, I don't, I don't really, cause if, if I'm engaged in the film, then what else, what's going on around me is not important unless somebody's caressing my leg when something amazing happens. Um, <laughs> but I, do you know what I mean though? There's just those yeah. movie going experiences. Like when I saw Endgame and Captain America catches Mjolnir. Oh, when he, yeah. When he, People oh exploded. yeah. Oh, I know personally, finally, I'm like, ah, I don't know what the theater does in those moments because yeah. if that I, I'm engaged, it's like nothing else matters to me, but what's on the screen at that point in time. When we finally got Avengers assemble. Yeah. Oh, oh that was good. And then there, and then again, there were subtle moments that like people, again, well, you know, you have yeah. to be a diehard to get all of it. Right. And this film like had when, a lot of that. Where like yes. where Professor X goes into the mindscape of of Wanda, yeah, like, that of was his universe is Wanda to try. Oh, no, to, no, the like, other universe is Wanda. See, I and that's what I thought, and then that was debated with me because I was Who debated like, debated that with you, Brienne walking out of the theater. I was like, so because I okay, so let's talk about the end of this movie. So seemingly like wanda destroys 616 wanda destroys the dark hold um impressively in every universe like she just wipes yeah. it from existence good for her um and <laughs> and crumbles the the her i don't know we call it her palace i guess um yeah they and had a, strange had a name for it but seemingly she dies what was it? Seemingly. Yeah. Right? Like seemingly was, that's a self-sacrificial. The, the tower crumbles, gets lifted up and dropped on top of her. And there's an explosion of red energy. Yeah. I mean, she's also the Scarlet Witch. So who knows? Yeah. Um, maybe she teleported somewhere else. <laughs> maybe. But. And so I was like, okay, so is that just the Scarlet Witch that's now dead? Because. Our Wanda Maximoff was like buried in that rubble inside the mindscape and like all, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Brienne was like, no, that, that was, that was the Illuminati universe, Professor X, because at that point, the Illuminati universe, Wanda was possessed by the 616 Wanda, right? She was dreamwalking. Uh, right. And right. so he was just trying to get her soul or her whatever yes her, um, yeah. consciousness so it was, I, back into the foreground to eject the 616 yes. wanda out of that body no, i yeah, think that that's, that's right. yeah no, that's right yeah yeah because uh, um, he, he even says like something to that effect when he's trying to pull her out yeah, you're being you're being you're, controlled by the Scarlet me, Witch. If we can get you out of this rubble, then we can break you free of her the hold. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah. So that's and uh, and I, but I like watching it. I thought what you thought. I was like, oh wow, okay. So He's so they're painting the, the Scarlet Witch in general. 
yeah, they're painting the Scarlet Witch almost as like its own entity, and <clears throat> and Wanda is like a victim of it, and blah blah blah. Yeah, but that's not the case. Yeah, that I that think, makes way more sense. <laughs> I think that they've killed her, and the reason why I think Wanda is dead is because there was maybe redemption for Wanda after Westview. And redemption for her in the sense that, you know, like even Strange says, like, it'll get you back on the lunchbox. Like, we can yeah. we can, we can make you, you an Avenger again. I don't think... Oh, like, she was way far gone. I, I yeah, think... you can't... Even, even if, like, at the end of this film, she realizes what she's done, she does the right thing, arguably she's back on our side. No one will ever you can't have her be an Avenger. Well, on top of that, I don't think even if she survived, I don't think she would want to, right? Like, no, I think she's going to cut herself off entirely from, yeah, her, her, her story is done no matter what I think at the end of this, which is a shame because it felt like it was just ramping up and we were finally getting the Wanda Maximoff that. Well, yeah, this was definitely like the crescendo of her story arc, but it, 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 I def like, it feels like a nice end to that story as well. It's a sad end because she dies. It's a sad end. And she was an amazing character and, and, uh, um, oh shoot. The actor, actress's name, I guess I'm losing it. Uh, right now. Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. She did an incredible job portraying her, but like you think, from age of Ultron to multiverse of Madri- madness, her story arc is beautiful, right? It's, it's got all these hills and valleys and, yeah. and ups and downs and twists and turns. It's not clean. It's not f- necessarily fun all the time. If you, th- when you think about it, but it's, it's, oh, it's a dramatic, the the well Accord. done story arc, character arc. Right. So yeah. I think I think it's I think it's a a fitting end. Well, it's not fitting. <laughs> you would like to see her redeemed and and um, have a happy ending, but it's it is a um, satisfying ending. It it like yeah. I don't I don't feel like I need more Wanda. I feel like Wanda's story was told. It was told very well, and now it's it's on done and we can move on to something else yeah yeah that's fair yeah i think i just yeah i, I want everything i always want everything to work out so happy for everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i want to see some sort of because we also have like out there because i thought there was going to be this redemptive because it, like let's not forget out there somewhere now is white vision who has yeah basically the the consciousness and memories and whatever of our vision he doesn't have the memories no because he right. doesn't he have doesn't the have connections the to wanda in that history he's he's his own blank slate which is why he fought the other vision without thinking about it and why vision oh. bringing up the the ship of theseus made him go i need wasn't to there something at I the am. end though where it was all like transferred into him uh, no, they just had a comp- like a uh, normal vision. Our old vision brought up the ship of Theseus, which I don't remember what that was all about and what it. But it was this, if I if I remember correctly, it was more about like 
who are you? It was right. like a who are you question to white vision. And white vision was like, am I what my creators have made me or am I my own person kind of thing? And he flies off to find himself essentially. To discover that. Yeah. Yeah. We have another cameo that shows up in the form of a mid credit scene. And that's Charlize Theron as Clea. Right. A Doctor Strange from another universe. Yeah. Um, and, and we see that our Doctor Strange is... I mean, so both the ending of this film... The ending of this film suggests, okay, like that that brief time that Stephen Strange was using the Darkhold to do what he had to do, it it affected him. Something has stayed with him. There is a arguably a darkness now inside of our Doctor Strange. Yeah, potentially. That uh, this is one of the questions I have on my notes is like is Doctor Strange evil now? This third eye, what is it? What power does it grant him? Um, right. Because he seems in the, like in the mid credit scene, he seems somewhat like the film ends and it's like, oh, okay, this thing's taking over him. It's going to consume him. It's going to whatever. And in the mid credit scene, he almost seems to like. He's under control. Have a grasp on it. Yeah. yeah. So in the comics, uh, the eye of Agamotto, which sits around MCU. Uh, Strange's chest, the neck, neck that held the time yeah. stone. That, that in the in the comics, uh, that's its own magical thing outside of the time stone, and it seems to be in this as well to some degree because he's still wearing it without the time. Yeah, stone. Yeah, he's still like it. It he uses it. He uses it in an attempt to open that yeah. that doorway at first. So yeah. the uh, that eye is c- considered to be like a third a third eye kind of thing with, that allows him to see magic and or other stuff hidden things um to some degree and it i could be mistaken here but i i don't think i am i'm not a, haven't read too many doctor strange comics but i'm pretty sure sometimes that takes the form of an actual eye on his forehead okay um, so, so sort of Just like weird the that third eye that sees now. things that normal human perception can't so right uh, I feel like I my theory to this is that that third eye isn't necessarily a darkness. It's more just an unlocking of a new power and ability. Um, but he definitely the dark, got the dark it hold, from the dark hold. The dark hold allowed him to unlock it, but it's not necessarily a dark hold book ability because the dark hold's gone. The power of the dark hold is gone. Right. Um, so I feel like the struggle he has at the beginning or at the end of the movie, rather, when it first appears with the harp notes or whatever, the, this musical sounds that were heard during that music battle. I feel like that was more just a him struggling with the this new power being awakened in him. Kind of the way Which, uh, we kind of see other superheroes when they first get their powers, kind of like they don't know how to use it. They're struggling. Sometimes it hurts, Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Which, look, I know that some people are going to hate on that. Uh, they're going to think that that musical note fight was stupid. I thought it was. It a was a hokey. lot of fun. <laughs> it was fun, but I, I thought it was. Hokey. It was hokey. It was. It 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 felt a little out of place. 
but it was also a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm trying to see here. I'm trying to pull up because I'm pretty sure <clears throat> do, 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 that we are at some point, as far as television shows go, uh, doop, 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 Ironheart, blah, blah, blah. Or did they cancel it? I was pretty sure that we, that they had announced, yeah, okay, we are getting an Agatha series. Right. Now that Wanda's dead, her, maybe her spell ends. How, House of Harkness. And so, yeah, so it'll just be interesting to see again without the Darkhold, without... Without Wanda. Like, I'm curious what that series will be now. Yeah, is she a protagonist or an antagonist in the show? That'd be cool. We haven't had a yeah. movie or a, or a show from the full perspective of a villain. That would be cool. No. Yeah. That is well. I mean, what is? I mean, depends on what you consider Loki. I guess. Mm, yeah, I think. I feel like Loki. He's a. A protagonist he's the good guy uh like anti-hero kind of good guy he takes a little yeah, while to like get Venom. there he takes a couple episodes to get there because we, yeah. we're we're pulling um battle of new york loki who isn't redeemed yet but by the right. end of it it's probably yeah, it's the second episode loki. he's back there because he's shown his whole life all over again yeah he realizes he there yeah, the quick. loss of his mother and all yeah. of this stuff. So he, yeah, he ends up back on the hero path pretty quick in that show, but right. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do, say that's from a perspective of a villain. Do you think that we're approaching? So look, the build up to literally, like if I look at the films, literally from about, I mean, the first time we really acknowledge Infinity Stones is in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. We've seen them. Uh, acknowledge them, yes, but not see them. Yeah. No, right. The first time we see them is in. The first time they're uh, explained. Yeah. Because first the collector s- explains the Infinity Stones. Yeah. First time we really see one them. used is in, uh, well, Captain America yeah. with the Tesseract. Yeah. And then obviously Avengers, there's Loki's staff and there's the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the power. And then, in, uh, yeah. Age of Galaxies. Ultron. Like there's all kinds of, of, you know, and the build up, like all of this and everything that led up to Endgame was, was riveting it was obviously all building towards something big yeah there was like the infinity stones were a connecting pattern yeah since endgame you know and even i mean i consider spider like spider-man far from home is considered sort of as the epilogue to the infinity saga it's a part of that it's like yeah sort of the aftermath really the first the first film in phase four was Black Widow, which I didn't dislike the way that a lot of other people disliked, but I was like, making this film now doesn't make any sense. This no, film that, sh- that film should have been made and released like after, after Age of Ultron at some point. Uh, well, after Civil War. Civil War, right, yeah, that it's, would, yeah, right, because yeah. it, yeah. it takes place after Civil War, right, yeah. I was um, trying to figure out where it sat there, yeah. 
so now we have Shang-Chi in the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Which has opened us up to some new stuff. We have Eternals, which has opened us up to a lot of stuff. Basically blew the roof off of the MCU the way we yeah. understand it. Well, it yeah, now so Shang-Chi gives us let's let's broaden this out a little bit, be more a little broad. So Shang-Chi opens us up to this kind of Chinese mysticism. There's some the rings are calling to something at the end. That's that's kind of the the moving forward. It has forward to be a celestial. What's it calling to? We don't know. Yeah. It then has you to be mentioned a Eternals. Eternals tells us unveils the celestials which we got glimpses of in guardians of the galaxy but we didn't know if they still existed now we know these massive galaxy sized beings that create planets and galaxies still exist what have they been doing what do they plan on doing so that's where there's that um loki loki now we now okay now there's uh the time variance parallel parallel uh time lines are these different universes are these the different universes we're seeing in multiverse verse of madness or are these different timelines in the same universe so there's some there's some uh cloudiness there in my opinion on what the time authority is is doing yeah my uh, my yeah. theory would be the latter it is they are controlling timelines of a single universe but isn't there in Loki, isn't there a thing about like when we get in the later episodes, aren't we talking about multiverse? I don't I don't think so. Like the the guy uh I forget what he calls himself, but essentially Kang, the Conqueror, uh is one of the titles he takes, but he doesn't call himself that directly. Kang at the end of at the end of time talks about there being different versions of himself fighting. Um but he doesn't he talks about it's still timeline oriented in his the way it's all described and plays out like what if i remember correctly if not like see that's where it gets confusing like what is a different what is a different timeline within a same universe like what 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 the hell is that because so like well, that's why I'm saying it's cloud. Like, there's not a lot of clarity there. With because like, when, when we had Loki, it was pretty clear what was going Lokis. on. Yeah, when it, yeah. when we had when we had Loki, it was pretty clear what the multiverse was. But now we get multiverse of madness, and I feel like it's not clear anymore. Well, and even No Way Home. And No Way Home. Yeah, exactly. Cloud eat that up. So it's are we on different? Is Loki doing different timelines or different universes? Right, is multiverse of madness and Spider-Man different universes or different timelines? Right. Because, because it's multiverse like, of madness, they're it's yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah, because like when Loki's standing there and he's hanging out with different other versions of himself. Yeah, and they, they all look different. One that is even an alligator. Yeah. Uh y- you're you know, if if those are if those are Loki's from the same universe but different timelines, well, what the hell does that even mean? Like, yeah, yeah that's that's. So there's some cloudiness there. Hopefully, going to make sense at um, some point. I was fully expecting to see, not fully expecting. 
I thought it was a very high possibility that we would see Loki in Multiverse of Madness. Oh, uh, yeah. That, well, mm, yeah. So my, my assumption is that they're separate. Now? Time, the timelines things are separate, and that's its own thing. And now we, ha- and we have, so we've got the, the big giant galaxy, galactic dudes. We've got the timeline problem, and now we've got multiverse problem because end of Doctor Strange, there's a cataclysm coming. Which, right. is, which is two separate universes colliding in on themselves and destroying both. So are we like ultimately, so back to the question of like, what do we, do we feel like the MCU is now sort of refound its, because like afterwards, after Endgame, it was kind of like a little like, okay, so like now what? Right. Like now, like what matters? And, and, and how do you, <sighs> So how do you not only talk, I mean, it's, it's, it's the rule of diminishing returns, right? You have to keep upping it. Yeah. You have to make it more crazy, but then you reach a point where it's like, okay, now it's so crazy that it's no longer, you know, like when Avengers, by the time we reached the first Avengers, I mean, yeah, it was fictional and it's comic books and it's, you know, whatever else, but there was something about it that was like relatively grounded and you were like okay i can wrap my head around this and it's not super complicated now the mcu is very complicated yeah there and there's and no it feels there's no connecting it's not it doesn't feel like it's going to a particular point in time like it like before we were all heading towards infinity stones and thanos where the heck are we going yeah which leads like, to the question and i read a couple articles that uh, I saved them because before I watched the film, because I seen them yeah. and I was like, Oh, I want to read this. And the titles of the articles were like, has the MCU jumped the shark, which is the, the long running uh, expression that comes from uh, happy days when Fonzie was water skiing and he jumps over a shark. And for those that are yeah. unaware of what jumping the shark is, I'll, I'll just read a quick, a paragraph it's a small paragraph here jumping the shark is the moment when an established long-running series changes in a significant manner this can range from something small like introducing a new gimmick to something that totally changes how the show uh, works like a genre shift um so the question is i think that's the question we're posing right now is has the mcu jumped the shark has it has it is is it gotten to a point where it's just beyond gotten too big? It's gone. It's, right. Where does it go from here? Yeah. Um, and I, I hope like not. I've and so I've had some time to think about this <laughs> because I read the articles and kind of preparing for the podcast, and I was like, yeah, I hope not too. And my thought is, I don't think it has. Like. Uh, like we talked about, we we last time I was on, we we were talking about some MCU stuff and how the DC universe is off the rails because it didn't have somebody leading it. And in MCU, we have Kevin Feige. And yeah. I think because we have Kevin Feige, right now, there doesn't seem to be a clear direction, but that's because we don't see the whole plan. If right. you're, if, and, if, and if you're not aware the of the whole of the plan, of course, either. it looks crazy. Yeah. Um, and all, the other the other big thing is they the MCU 
pulls all of its storylines from the comics and the comics have been going on for generations. So years. yeah, you've got the comics have had highs and low points in their storylines where the comics theoretically have jumped the shark, but then they've gotten back on track and have been good. So with, a, with, the, with Kevin Feige at the helm, they can choose those really good storylines, adapt them to the comics, and then they can make something that makes sense because they, they have one person steering the ship. So, like I yeah. said before, because we don't see the whole picture, it seems like it's a mess, but we're right in the middle of the plant, like at the, at the beginning of this phase, right? So yeah. it seems like they're going all different places. It'll, for all we know, maybe it's supposed to go three different places or four different places. And we've got these three different storylines or four different storylines that are going to lead to three or four different really big events. Maybe they're all going to combine into one massive event again, like before we don't know. Right. Yeah. I, prior to, prior to no way home and, and multiverse of madness, my money would have been like after seeing legend of the 10 rings and eternals, my money would have been on Galactus. I would have been like, okay, well, that's where we're headed. I mean, you know, I have a it, theory. It, about it makes what's going to happen. But then, you know, all of this multiverse stuff feels like, what does that have to do with Galactus, really? Um, and it's it's possible that, you know, with Fantastic Four, we may see the Silver Surfer. We may still head in that Galactus route. I don't think that's where it's going. Okay. And actually, now that I think about it, it's so funny to me that if it did go that way, we would need to pull together all of Earth's mightiest heroes and then some to try to solve this. Whereas in Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, it was like, oh, okay, these four morons can stop Galactus. (laughs) So I feel like my, my... It's not a sound theory. But I, I like it, and I my hope is that it kind of goes this way, is that in 20, around 2015, Marvel uh, did a, a Secret Wars overarching storyline over all their properties in the comics. And right. in that storyline, there's cataclysms happening. Worlds like what we what was talked about here. Universes colliding. Incursions? One, uh, uh, incursions. Yes, incursions. That's what they called them. Thank you. Uh, either one or both the universes are destroyed and this, this secret wars event, all of the universes are colliding against each other for, and only one of them is suspected to come out alive. And in this, in the storyline, Dr. Doom, uh, steals the abilities from, I can't remember who it was, steals the, steals the power of, of an individual and, saves multiple universes by stealing bits of them and creating his own kind of Dr. Doom verse where he is God and King. And there's like, there's like uh, his police force are Thor's from across the multiverse His he's, he's married to uh, uh, 
Sue Storm and, and, and he's turned Johnny Storm into the son of his world and all this really kind of cool stuff. And he, he dresses in all white. So like with a fantastic four coming out, if Dr. Doom is the main antagonist and they do it proper and like with these incursions happening, I think it would be really cool for something like that to happen. And then you can almost restart the MCU. Yeah. Do you think people would care though? Like, do you think people want that? Like people want, you know, people want connectivity. People want to feel that sense of nostalgia, that sense of familiar. Yes. Yes. And no, I think we do. We do want that, but there is a reason we've had three spider bands and they've all been really good. Like there, there's a reason they've, we've had three Spider-Man origin stories. Third one, not, not super origin. It took like three movies to tell his origin, <laughs> but you know, you know, let's here's my thing. Right. And this is, this is kind of going back to jumping the shark. Show me this movie was, this movie was full of cameos. As much as this movie was about Dr. Strange and Wanda, it was just as much about setting up other stuff and calling back to other stuff. So much so, so much so that if, like we said earlier, Pete watches this movie, he's going to be like, what the hell's going on? If you don't watch Wanda, if you haven't watched, watched, if you're not a, if you're not a comic book fans and you haven't watched the, um, Oh shoot. The not Thunderbolts. Um, Oh man, I've got myself worked up here and I can't remember the name of, uh, the inhumans. You haven't watched the inhumans. So you don't know who uh, individually, if you haven't watched all these previous stuff, you're lost. If you haven't watched X-Men movies, who's this bald guy? No. (laughs) Yeah. I think you can still enjoy it. But and I think that's the genius of Kevin Feige. You can enjoy it, but you're you're losing and missing out on a yeah. lot of stuff. A lot of yeah. stuff. And this Which movie been uses so Pete much of that m- past stuff that how do you how do you enjoy the movie the way it's supposed to be enjoyed? Oh, like, absolutely. And I've been arguing like I I said to Pete, I said you have to watch Loki. Yeah. I said it has major implications moving forward. I said, you have to watch Falcon this and movie, Winter Soldier. This movie, you have to watch huge. WandaVision. If you don't watch yeah, you, WandaVision, oh, you, have to. you go, wait. Who the hell are her kids? Yeah. Who, the, who are her kids? Why is she so obsessed with these kids? Yeah. Wait, yeah, this wh- film without WandaVision wh- why, makes no Why sense. is she off on her own and not hanging out with her friends? Like, yeah. wh- wh- And I think that's maybe an issue now? right now is that not enough average moviegoers like you and i you know we're gonna watch the second moon knight drops we're gonna be like holy shit moon knight of our, yeah i've like, seen it all it's great like <laughs> why you know it, and it's the same but that and that's uh, that is the that is the the bread and butter of kevin feige right it, it was the same thing as like the average moviegoer or even the like novice comic book fan novice would say really guardians of the galaxy that's 
that's who you're that's where we're going yeah. why why would you want nobody knows these characters nobody cares yeah so while i don't think mcu has jumped the shark as as jumping the shark as i as i read the description of what that is i don't think it's done that but it's done something else that doesn't have a name to it in which if you haven't i don't know what you would call it if you haven't uh, consumed all the previous material, then it's hard to fully enjoy the present material. And right. I don't know what you would call that. It's not jumping the shark, in my opinion, not not as no. I understand it and have read it. But it's something else, and it definitely takes away from the viewing experience. Pete cannot watch Multiverse of Madness, having not watched WandaVision, and enjoy it the same way that we we do the, the way it's supposed did, well, to be i viewed. think he did watch that one i think i think that's one that okay. he did see but i think he but watched somebody that. else somebody think, else who maybe. hasn't seen wandavision if you yeah. haven't seen wandavision you only watch the movies you can't enjoy like i would i would say you would have a hard time enjoying this movie because you would be lost and confused for a, a large yeah. portion specifically wandavision yeah yeah that makes sense. It's, okay, you, so back, you can even back. go back one more movie. Go back to Spider-Man. If you haven't watched the previous five Spider-Mans from the Sony verses, oh yeah, how do you? You're you're lost and confused when they start showing up. Who are these guys? You're doing yourself a huge disservice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the yeah. the the MCU is has, is starting to do something that is hurting itself, and that's why I think a reset would be helpful because it's just, if, if you don't reset, you, you, you're just going to keep doing this thing and it's just going to get worse. Yeah. Right. You can't watch. What if you can't watch this movie? If you haven't watched what if and fully appreciate who captain Carter is, who is this? They look like, they look like Steve Rogers as captain America, but it's not Steve Rogers. Who is this? Yeah. They 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 look like maybe Peggy like Peggy Carter last was was seen in Avengers Endgame briefly. Would you recognize that her as Peggy Carter in this film? I don't know. Someone sent me someone sent me a really funny meme the other day. And it was uh it was a cartoon of the moment that Steve Rogers returns to 1945. And it was, and Maria's like, or Peggy, Peggy, Peggy's like, I'm, I'm so happy to have you back. And there's just this like, like terrified, distressed look on Steve's face. And there's a little thought bubble or whatever that was like, I have to wait 35 years to watch Star Wars again. <laughs> <laughs> I was funny. like, "Oh, that's good." So, talking back to talking about the movie. Um, so that that yeah. is one of my beefs with this movie. I don't. It, yeah, I really enjoy them because I'm all cut up. Like I'm watching this stuff as it comes out, so yeah. it doesn't hinder my experience. But I look at it, looking at it, kind of from a third party perspective. That's not me. I can see how this is a problem. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's an issue I have, but I real I really enjoy it. I mean, they have too <laughs> much conf- They have too much faith in the fact that everyone's watching their stuff. Yeah, 
And I, and I think that's an issue is that the average moviegoer is not treating the shows like the films. And you kind of have to. You kind of have to treat them as as important. Yeah. Because obviously this show prove this movie proves that these shows that we're putting out are going to be just as pivotal. Yeah, because like you know, you might go, oh, well, I'm going to skip Miss Marvel because yeah. I don't like who the hell's that. I don't care about Miss Marvel, but I'm going to watch Captain Marvel too because I really like Captain Marvel. Well, Kamala is going to be in Captain Marvel too. Yeah, and so now all of a sudden you're going to be like, what? Who the hell who is, is this? this yeah, the, and this this is the perfect um, multiverse of madness and Wandavision are the perfect examples right now because well, we have them and we've seen them. Right, like Wanda's character arc, who she is as a character completely changes throughout WandaVision and is picked up again here. So you've got this drastic change in character from Endgame. If you don't watch WandaVision, you don't know how she got from A to B. And it's it can yeah. I, I can see that as being very confusing. It'd be very jarring. And out of left field. Um, so let's talk about the hor- the horror elements in this movie. Um, very Sam Raimi. <laughs> very Sam Raimi. And yeah. very, like even, yeah, even the corpse, even before he like possesses the corpse. Zombie like even strange. Just when the, the first corpse is there <laughs> and lying on the ground, you're like, this is like an evil dead corpse. This is a yeah. very and, yeah. graphic corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like I, I think it's more like his comedic horror than his other other work. To an extent, I would argue that there are a couple elements, and two, two come to mind in particular of things that I don't know that just jump out to me as like, oh wow, like man, I can't but like Kevin Feige was okay with this. One is um, when when Wanda is sort of stalking them and, and chasing after them in the tunnel, and you have these kinds of like, like he's like sped up her movement a little bit and given her kind mm. of that, like really witchy demon right coming around the corners, kind of horror the thing. Head, head cocked. Yeah. Uh, wet then, hair in front of the face. Yeah. And then the other one is another, again, it's all Wanda in this movie. Yeah. Um, is specifically when she's she's escaping the prism realm, and she comes through that reflection, and her body is all broken and contorted. Oh yeah, okay. And that's yeah. like, whoa, yeah. what is happening here? This is dark. Yeah, those this are is definitely like, some tense moments. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and then just like people coming out of the you know Wanda. One version of Wanda getting like dragged into the darkness and then trying to crawl out and then like it pulling her back into the darkness and stuff mm-hmm. like, and I loved it, but I can see how if you're, if you're someone who can't handle any scares or anything creepy or anything like, I think that there will be things elements of this movie that Pete gives a fairly negative review to for those things. Hmm. Yeah. 
I'm not a huge horror guy myself. Like I enjoy the army of darkness and, and, uh, the evil dead comedic ones. I haven't seen the new uh, newest, newer ones. I don't know if I will. I'm not, I'm not that into horror. The, the um, remake of the, the 2013 or something remake of, of evil dead would mess you up. Yeah. It See, I like, I like the comedic stuff, like the comedic stuff that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell did together with that, that franchise that that's as horror as I like <laughs> that there's, there's, there's scary stuff, but it's offset by really fun stuff. Right. <clears throat> Which can Where we just think- appreciate for a moment how awesome Bruce Campbell is? Oh yeah, I was so like, excited to see him pop so up. Good. And again, yeah. I was probably the only one in the theater that cared. Yeah. Like I, I'm a, I like Bruce. Bruce Campbell is probably my second favorite actor after Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that's that seems like an odd list to a lot of people, but that's my taste. <laughs> so. Well- that's me. <laughs> when it reached the post credit scene, like the end end scene, and it was just oh. him kind of saying, it's over. <laughs> yeah. There was like audible well, grumbles in my theater. Oh, People were like, oh, that was so, so good. Stupid. And they don't I, yeah, understand like, the callback so to to uh, Evil Dead in that, right? Because in, yeah. De- in Evil Dead, there's a scene where his hand, just his hand is possessed and he, he can't control it and it's hitting him and he's... Yeah, the the fact yeah. the fact that he can make that look like it, his hand is not under his control, and yeah, he, and the, and the end credit scene he he's punching himself and it looks like he's actually punched, like that guy is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Where do you think we'll go? Like, so obviously we're not done with Doctor Strange, um, and something is teed up in that <coughs> mid credit scene, right? He's he's goes through that portal and, and yeah. whatever to go help. Where do you think that's going to like, how long do we have to wait to see that come to fruition? <clears throat> what are we, like, where is that leading to? Yeah. I, my, like, I think my bet is like that, uh, Dr. Doom secret wars style storyline where, and maybe, maybe it won't be Dr. Doom and, and that way, but I feel like, that's where it's heading. They're going to take that secret war storyline and they're going to adapt it to the films. And maybe it's not like, maybe it's not doom. Maybe it's some other, maybe it's Kang. Maybe Kang somehow is messing, is going to converge a bunch of planets and create the, uh, this kind of utopia under his control. And we'll have to have a a group of in that, in that, uh, in that, uh, excuse me, in that uh, comic book storyline, there were a group of heroes that boarded a, uh, what was, what they dubbed a life raft that was made by um, Mr. Fantastic to survive this, converging of plant universes and they land on dr doom's homemade planet uh universe and right. they end up ending the this storyline because so isn't I, it, I think we're gonna have something like this isn't it the holy know, grail of same, comic but, book isn't it the holy grail of comic book filmmaking to try to get dr doom right <laughs> oh 
yes. to do him properly. Please. We are 0 like, for 2 on a good Doctor Doom. Because Doctor Doom is... They've turned him into a total joke. If you do Doctor Doom right, he is a combination of Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Because he, he's a sorcerer. He builds yep. himself a suit of armor mm-hmm. that is crazy powerful, and he is ridiculously smart. And they, yep. yeah, and they, yeah, the last two uh, versions we've seen of him in the last fanta- two Fantastic Four fil- uh, separate films, <clears throat> yeah, he's been a joke. <laughs> yeah. He's nothing like what he should be. No. Um, what other, what other <coughs> points of this film do we need to hit on? Um, <clears throat> Uh, I, I had an issue with the book of Ashanti story, part of the story. It feels, it was pointless. Kind of second fiddle. No, it was completely pointless. It like nothing came of it. We were, we were given this idea, this MacGuffin that will save us from the dark hold it is the antithesis to the dark hold. It is the only thing that can stop it. And nothing came of it. And it was so well, easily destroyed. It was. So, yeah. And in the comic books, it itself can deflect any kind of magic. So it's nothing yeah. like the comic book version. And it's, was it and even the real version? Like it, it was, it was useless. It was completely useless. And it's weird that there's a dark hold in every universe, <clears throat> but only one copy outside of all of the universes yeah. of this other book. So, and this is, <clears throat> this yeah. is one of my biggest problems with the film is that we spend so much time going after this book of Vishanti, this MacGuffin, this, this save the day item and nothing comes of it. it we, we chase it, which we, we get, we end up in, the Illuminati verse, we get all these reveals, but all of that, all of that is pointless in the grand scheme of the the film. It's, it's like, now this is one of those things that I loved it, right? It was great. But looking back, spending some time thinking about it, I, I think it would have been much better if we spent more time with Dr. Strange and, Wanda battling out some other way or actually getting that book and something happening. Yeah. My biggest um, beef with like, this film I was hang on, like, they've I thought for sure. I thought for sure watching the film that that Illuminati versus Wanda was going to go for that book. 100%. Right. We, we, she's standing in she the door, she turns through. around, she sees the book like like kind of burning on the ground i thought for sure she was going to go back look at the book find some scraps of paper that can save the day and then we have a wanda versus wanda end game uh, ending i thought that yeah i thought for sure that's what was going to happen yeah <clears throat> no yeah i i agree my biggest beef is that this film is called dr strange and the multiverse of madness and really, it probably could have been called Doctor Strange in one or two other universes. 
aside from like one montage where there's like the paint universe and the cartoon universe, like that was a really fun montage. And I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, sky's the limit. There's so many possibilities here. And then we spend most of our time in the Illuminati universe and then a little bit in that universe that had the incursion happen. And then then that's it. And then we head back to our own own universe. And it just kind of felt like, I don't know. I was looking for more madness. I was looking for yeah. more like universe jumping than yeah. than what we got. It, yeah. It, and that's that kind of I feel like yeah, we spent a lot of time in Illuminati verse for nothing because the whole they they ended up going there by accident. But then the whole reason we stayed there is cuz she can't control her powers. And and then they realize, oh, we can get to the book from here. It just feels, but then we get back to the book problem. The, the book, the book is meaningless in the grand scheme of the film. It's just, it's just a MacGuffin that they're after that never pays off. Yeah, and I felt, I felt disappointed by by that, and I'm and because sorry. of that, I felt like all those really cool cameos, which I loved, were pointless, and. They were well. Ultimately, they were. Yeah, and yeah. and none of the deaths meant anything, with the exception of potentially Wanda's, like yeah. our, the six one six Wanda, assuming she's dead. Um, but Which but I think, I think she, she, is. she is. Yeah, yeah. My okay, biggest sir. beef. My biggest beef in this film. My last thing. My biggest beef, and there is no redeeming quality in this beef. It's egregious, in my opinion. It doesn't make any sense. Is right at the end of the film. They're rebuilding Comitage with ancient tools while people are doing magic watching. What the heck? Like, just well, you gotta, magic that crap up. back together. <laughs> no, no, no. They're training up because so many people died. I think they're training up a new... Oh, but, but Doctor Strange himself could, like, snap his fingers and fixy-fix. Rebuild like, yeah. <laughs> like, let's spend years fixing up Comertage by hand instead of let's just get it fixed and get back to the business of protecting the universe. <laughs> Especially now that he's a triclops, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So that was my only real, real uh, egregious beef. I think it, it right. felt a little weird. I was shaking my head a bit like what, why, <laughs> why are they doing yeah. that? Scaffolding made of bamboo. <laughs> All right, sir, scale of one to 10. Ooh, How do you uh, rate Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? I, I think... I think I'd give it... Uh, I think I'd give it an eight. I really enjoyed okay. it. Uh, I think it was better than the first film. Um, yeah, we like... We got big, cool, fun cameos... Uh, yeah and, and it and like we even got little cameos to what's coming teases to what's coming uh we even got little cameos that some people might have missed like shumagorath the big tentacle one-eyed monster that was really cool um yeah but it, it did have some drawbacks so it's not definitely not like the best marvel film but it's up there i think it's it's yeah. sitting pretty close to the top but not on top of the mountain. Yeah. I wouldn't even, like, I don't even think it's the best of the post end game era. 
Well, we haven't had a lot, but yeah. I think Spider-Man definitely tops that list. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I would even put, I really loved Legend of the Ten Rings. <clears throat> like, I ate mm. that film up. Do I like Legend of the Ten Rings more than Multiverse of Madness? Especially mm. when you got, like, to me, the best cameo that we've gotten post-Endgame no, that's not true. Obviously, the best cameo that we've gotten post-Endgame is Toby and Andrew. Next to that was, uh, what's his face? The fake Mandarin showing up in yeah, in Legend. Yeah. That was so you know funny, and it was so well-placed. It was so good. I'm quickly running down like what I really liked about Endgame, and what, or, or sorry, what I liked about Ten Rings, and what I liked about Multiverse, and I would give that to you. Yeah, mul- mul- Multiverse of Madness is definitely below Ten Rings. I think maybe next the, the to cameos Thanos. were not as Im, uh, not as important, not as hindering that they, as they were in this one. If you hadn't yeah. watched previous material, but they also it was it was just as fun and just as entertaining, and I and think did some think really cool to, things for the MCU. I think next to Thanos, Ten Rings may have had the best villain that we've had in the MCU. Mm, I don't know if I go that far. All right. Well, that's fine. You don't have to. I don't know who I'd put there, but I don't, I wouldn't put Thanos at the top, but I wouldn't put the Mandarin at the top either. Okay. That's fair. I need some time to think on that. All right. Cool. What did you give it? There you go. Oh, I didn't know if that was going to happen. Um, I needed some time to ponder the questions you posed. Yeah. Uh, I give it an 8.5, so very close to you, um, and some of that might be fueled by, like, I saw it, I walked out of the theater literally just a little over 12 hours ago, um, yeah. and so I'm, like, I'm still, still buzzing. Still on the buzz. I've had some time to yeah. rem- renumerate and calculate. And- yeah, and so, you know, maybe on a second viewing it would go down, or maybe it would go up, I don't know, um... But just out of like a pure enjoyment, like how much fun did I have? Um, do I think it's a worthy successor to the films that came before? Do I think it's? I think it's absolutely a worthy successor to Wandavision. Um, what about the so, first yeah. Doctor Strange? Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. I like I said, the first film isn't. I, I think it's better than the first film. Certainly. Yeah. Um, I don't think the first film is bad. I also just think that it's like. It's not. It's not top I don't two know. Marvel. It's never been one of my favorite, and so, yeah. And I yeah. don't know why. Well, I, it's it's pretty like we we get a lot of origin stories from Marvel from not just Marvel but superhero movies in general, and it's pretty standard origin story fare in terms of storyline. Um, yeah, so I think I think that doesn't help it. Disconnected from the rest of the universe. Yeah, so I think one of the things that this movie does better, just because it's the second movie, is we don't have to set a lot of stuff up. We just get to jump right into the fun. Oh yeah, and we do like like literally jump right saw, into the fun. Defender when Strange I first saw running the, through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I first saw the runtime of this film, I was like, oh. That's short. 
like it seems odd that yeah. it's just over two hours. This film moves at a breakneck pace. It does, but it's it still has some slow points, which I wrote down that it has some slow points, but I don't feel like that's a, a bad thing, right? No. It gives you time to no, breathe you to, and to yeah, process. Yeah, you need to catch your breath. And yeah, like I think a lot of films suffer from nowadays from jumping, keep keeping the action and the pace going nonstop. Yeah. Okay, sir, I have some news Ooh. in the world of movies, some of it even MCU-related. I'll start with that one. Um, so Moon Knight has wrapped up officially. Yeah, that was um, a fun, fun, fun uh, show. Did you enjoy and it? it seems I did. I spent a lot of it confused, as <laughs> I think most people did. It's yeah. very different from... It draws... I mean, there's... Moon Knight's one of those characters that has many different comic iterations of him. Um, the one that I enjoy the most is the one where he's basically like the MCU Batman. Um, kind of like from the 80s Moon Knight stuff. Okay. This is a very different Moon Knight than we've seen in the comics. Um, yeah. They kind of took a lot of... It's more modern day kind of Moon knight uh, interpretation. Yeah, they took a lot of liberties. They leaned really heavily into like giving him powers and 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 having this like um strong very strong tie to like his Egyptian to Kachu. You know. Yeah, which is yeah, like I said, like this is that's very much what the modern Moon Knight is about. Which is something Multiple that personalities like, like, and the powers from Kachu. It's something that makes me wonder so many things too. I'm like Okay, so we have in the MCU, we have Norse gods, we have Egyptian gods, we, we have, have Eternals. <laughs> the Eternals, we have the Celestials, <laughs> we have, um, we have, the, the if, if you've seen the trailer for <laughs> Love and Thunder, have you seen the trailer for Love and Thunder? I, I'm trying to do the same thing with Love and Thunder that I did with Strange. I, I'm, I, I, I I'm enjoying the MCU a lot right now, obviously, because of uh, uh, the different content that's out there. But so I'm, I'm trying okay. to watch as little. I have seen a, cl uh, a image or a clip of like somebody holding a lightning bolt with Thor in the background. Oh, okay, yeah, that's perfect. So, that's all you need to know. Yeah. It seems like we have Greek gods. Yeah. We have like Zeus yeah. and stuff like that. And I don't think that. I don't think that there are actually going to be an addition to uh, considering our villain in that film is Gore the God Butcher. I think they're all going to get wiped out pretty quick. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm just like, so like, how does everybody fit in with each other? And yeah. like, do all these gods go to like mixers together? And like, yeah. Well, it seems like with the Moon Knight series, the Egyptian gods, anyway, have kind of gone underground, and yeah, a lot of them, like, a lot of them, have been trapped inside these little mini statues. Yeah, for whatever. But reason. when they weren't, when they weren't, when the when the the Eternals were at their height, and Norse gods were on Earth, and Greek gods were on Earth, and and Egyptian gods, Egyptian were gods Roman. were not underground. Like what is, was. Was it just mayhem? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I, like they all I feel like we're getting have... back to that that thing that we were talking about earlier about like where where does the MCU go 
is there too much going on now? Yeah, because they all seem like each each mythology within the MCU seems to have people who like have the same roles and fill the same position. Right. It's not like, okay, well, the Egyptian gods take care of this, 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 and this about the earth. Yeah. They touched on that a little bit in Moon Knight uh, when they were on the boat sailing towards the a little seals, bit where the, the 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 hippo lady was like yeah you know when you die you go to whatever you believe is versions of heaven or hell so if you believe in yeah. norse mythology you go there if you believe in Ipsh- egyptian you come here that's kind of a pleasant thought <laughs> yeah so yeah it doesn't it's still like if you believe it you clarify some ficus, stuff but it still leaves a, a lot ficus. of stuff blurry and messy like yeah. how do the how do the how does how does this pantheon interact with that pantheon? Like, do yeah. they ever go to war? <laughs> like, what, so, what's, anyways, what's going on? <laughs> as I was saying, the series is wrapped. Um, it seems pretty definitive now that it will not be getting renewed for a second season. It was a limited series. Um, having <clears throat> said that, the producers have suggested pretty heavily, and I think this is sort of a given. Uh, that Moon Knight will return at some point in the yeah. MCU. I don't know if he'll get his own movie, but I do think he'll. I think pop he'll up. get another series. I think that's. You what think I'll he'll get, get another series? He might. I think he might pop up pop as a up cameo in, in some movies, and he might get another series. That would be my guess. He, he could certainly be a part of that Secret Wars. Yeah, if that happened. Yeah. Um. The now there's the, a, the possibility the, that he could end up being, uh, I can't remember the name of them, but they're essentially like dark defenders or dark Avengers where, uh, in the comic books, yeah. B- blade moon Knight, uh, Dr. Strange, well, um, in the comics, we've sometimes, got West Coast sometimes, Avengers, we've sometimes got daredevil Coast Avengers. Well, these, these ones are, these guys are like more, let's, they, they fight the mystic evil. Right. <coughs> kind of like uh, the dark JLA. Yeah. Um, they take on supernatural so now forces. Now that you've seen Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in a theater, you have seen the first trailer, if you can call it that, for the long, long, long anticipated or dreaded Avatar 2. <laughs> yeah. I, I you know, know what? I I, I'm going to have to see it because of the podcast. I am genuinely curious because it's been so damn long. And like, did you like the first one? Notoriously on this show, we have hated on it. Yeah. Very passionately. Pete and I reviewed it. I don't know when a little while back. And I didn't, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's overhyped. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's what I felt. I felt like it was overhyped as being this original masterpiece. And yeah, it's a it wasn't really that. Re- with- Pocahontas or I thought if I personally felt like it, it felt more like Dances with Wolves. Well, yeah, well, you would. Well, shut up. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> What'd you think of the but, trailer? I think I think that this might be my like. Obviously, I'll have to go see it. I think it might be the first time in like 10, 12 years that I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy a three D ticket, 
because some of that underwater stuff seemed pretty cool. And, and I'm just curious. I mean, it's been like 12 years since I've seen a 3D movie. I'm curious if the technology's changed, if it's a better experience than it used to be. Yeah. I'll, I don't know if I'll go to the theater and watch it. it watching the trailer, it looked gorgeous. It didn't get me excited. It got me more, made me feel more confused trying to like remembering what I remember about the last film and watching this. I'm just like, okay, humans are still there. What's, where's the conflict? Like, okay. I'm not sure how, how this story is going to work. Kind of. Oh, the, the trailer gives mean? us nothing. Except yeah, for so some I feel more yeah. confused than anything. I'm not, I don't feel hyped. I feel more confused about what they're trying story. They're trying to tell. Uh, so I probably that's not going to draw me into the theater because of that. Uh, but I will eventually definitely see it because it's James Cameron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the guy knows how to make a movie <laughs> as, yeah. as overhyped as the first avatar was. It was still good, right? Like it's a good movie. There's nothing wrong with drawing inspiration from other film and kind of mirroring a storyline in your own and telling it in your own way. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, drawing from comics. That's what the entire MCU is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, what did they think? What's that saying about, uh, copying is the something of art or whatever. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. That's the word. That's the thing. Yep. That's the one. Um, okay. So two more quick things here. One is that, uh, Barbara Broccoli, who is the, um, producer owner, rights holder, what have you, to James Bond in the 007 series, has announced that it will be a while before a new 007 is named. I mean, I get it. I think think when, when you were doing the old iterations, right? And you were like, okay, well, Roger Moore's done. Finally. Let's, um, you know, I don't know. Okay. Who can we get? Who can we get that can fill that role? Timothy Dalton. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, Timothy, Timothy Dalton did too, I think. Um, okay. He's done. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Pierce Brosnan kind of has, you know, he's got the look he's got, you know, let's, okay. We'll get him with Daniel Craig. I mean, Daniel Craig was James Bond for like 15 years. Yeah, what, four and films? Or was it five? five? Four. Four or five. Four or five. Um, I mean, that they reinvented the wheel with that thing. Yeah, very different than what the series had been used to. Right, like they rebooted it, really. Like before yeah. 007 always felt like some very confusing continuation, <laughs> whereas this was like... This Very was an so. origin story. Yeah. And and like this was a self-contained thing. Mm-hmm. And so I understand the resistance to rush where they're going next. However, uh, to play devil's advocate, they've known for years now 
that this was going to be Daniel Craig's last 007 movie. So you'd think they would have started that search. Yeah. And maybe they have started that search. Well, I think there is something said for to be said for taking a break and letting letting people kind of cool off and on kind of bond overload or bond sensate feel like getting these bond movies and waiting for them like <clears throat> like from i think star wars is a good example of this uh for the prequels we had uh what was it 15 20 years between uh something like six, that 15 six and years. one like yeah that 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 I think there's something to be said for letting things cool off before rehyping them. Yeah, you gotta. Right? You need That's, time to to come up with you know your Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, your- this is another reason the the Marvel films are are kind of at a what's going on, what's the next step phase. It's like you're just well, especially with the shows, with we're it. getting them faster and more yeah. aggressively than we've ever gotten MCU content. <clears throat> like, m- m- yeah, m- Moon Knight just ended. Doctor Strange, Thor's right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have, is Wakanda forever this year still? Is Wakanda at the end of the year? It is this year, yep. Yeah, like, that's and what, then, four, four films and uh, several movie shows, uh, four or five shows in a year? That's, that's yeah, a so lot of content to consume. Coming still this year. <laughs> that's a lot of content. Miss, the Miss Marvel show is starting in June. Like, I already feel full. <laughs> <laughs> she Hulk is coming this year. Oh right, I've completed. Yeah, She Hulk. Oh my! Like, there's so much Marvel content, and, and then like we're I saying, you have to consume year. it all. You pretty much have to consume it all. But then next year is Secret Invasion, the show, Ironheart, Armor Wars, oh, so a Wakanda much. series, and as far as films next year, we've got. Um, Why can't I see them? Uh, next year for films, we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and the Marvels. You know, so that's that's five five MCU events. It, it yeah i I could do for a break from Marvel. <laughs> like, so here's a question about Double O Seven. Give me some space. Let me breathe. Let me let let the rumor mill do its thing. Let the hype die down. Let the rumor mill build up and give yeah. me something then. And I think, but I think, and I wonder if their approach is like, okay, so we had WandaVision. And then a year and a bit, almost a year and a half later, we had Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. In between that, there was a bunch of other stuff that happened, but a lot of it was disconnected from everything else. Okay, so now we've had Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And we're going to take a break from Doctor Strange and Wanda and the Multiverse, and we're going to give you Thor Love and... Th- like, I wonder if they're less like, okay, we're going to give you a break from the MCU, and more like we're letting characters and storylines breathe. Right. We'll give you a break from <clears throat> this. Yeah, so kind of what I... I was kind of saying maybe they're going in different directions through several different storylines, several different major events. Yeah. Is that what that you're will all culminate to? at some point? Yeah. Um, 
So question about 007. This is going to be unpopular. And 007 is a money-making machine, so I know this isn't going to happen. But should they just be done? With the way it ended and, and the performance that he gave and the number of films that we've had, like, what is the need? Like, considering the next one would have to be a reboot and start over again. Do we need that? I feel like that's an obvious answer, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, of course they should be done. Like the story's done. We're, we're, there's no cliffhanger. I, I haven't seen the last film yet, but I assume there's no cliffhanger. There's no cliffhanger. Yeah. So yeah, of course the story's done, but yeah, but money, <laughs> money. right? Like yeah. the, they're going to, they got a license to print money. All they got to do you, is make a film. Has the last film been spoiled for you at all? Uh, no. Okay. No, I haven't watched that pod, uh, podcast episode yet. I, well, I mean, there's other spoilers out there than just us. Well, no, I haven't watched other. I don't. I don't. I, I don't listen to other podcasts, Brady. You're you're my there's only. Other, there's think there are <laughs> memes and and articles and anyways. No, I haven't uh, okay. seen anything else on it. So finally, uh, Obi Wan is just around the corner. Obviously, yeah. um, they've another thing I'm going on that. trying to go spoiler free for. I've watched yep. very very little for this. Yep, I haven't seen fine. a single trailer. That's fine. Ewan McGregor has already expressed to Disney that he would like to come back and play Obi Wan again. Now, you always have to take it with a grain of salt when an actor says, "I would like to work some more." And make yeah. more money. Yeah. But what I'm curious is, you know, we haven't seen Obi-Wan yet. We don't know what happens in it. We don't know how it ends. Do you, is that something you would want? Do you want more? Are, are you like, you know what? Give me another, give me as many helpings of Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan as I can get. Or are you like, ah, okay, one more film, or, or you know this series six part series and then and then that's it you know his story has been told i feel like hmm, i don't know i feel like this after this his story is told uh, especially if you've watched some of the clone wars stuff the cartoons which are yep. really good uh, uh but i mean or even rebels, yeah, rebels. Yeah, he has has that nice part in rebels. He's not he's not a main character, but yeah, no. there's definitely a, a an episode there that he's a really important episode. Um, no, I don't. I don't want one. That being said, if they make one and the story is good, if I'm gonna end up watching it, but I don't. It's want like one. it's like heroin. You're like, okay, I know that's enough. I should be done. I'm not going to take any more. Cold turkey, no more. But if someone hands you the syringe and, and the tourniquet or what, I, I don't know, I've never done hair. Uh, all right, all right. I guess this, yeah. You're like, we'll ah, it. well, but it's, but it's you and McGregor as Obi-Wan. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say no to, Hello there. Gotta gotta like, watch at least the first episode or the first ten minutes of the movie. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 
Sir, what did you watch this week? Ooh, what did I watch? Well, let me see. I got a small list this week. Uh, I watched on Friday movie night with my family. We Well, I guess it wasn't Friday. I watched Multiverse of Madness on Friday. I missed family movie night. So my wife and daughter, they watched the own little movie. But we we moved family movie night to fr- to Saturday night, and it was my pick. Ooh, so I picked Sonic the I'm, Hedgehog. Wait, I'm, okay, I was very curious because I know you just wrapped Back to the Future. Yeah, and and uh, so I was wondering where you go from there. Well, yeah, and we had I had just finished. We had just watched uh, Karate Kid three. So the trilogy has wrapped up, but there is still the next Karate Kid, uh, the film called The Next Karate Kid, uh, with uh, oh, what's her name? I'm not, I won't remember. I'm not going to Google search it. It'll take too much time. But so, so are you going to make them watch Cobra Kai after? Uh, Ada has expressed interest. I've seen the whole thing. I feel it might be a little too intense for her compared to the films. I feel like. Compared to the film, the films are very, both are great. Like the films are awesome and Cobra Kai is awesome. Uh, Cobra Kai is awesome because it takes the films, which were very black and white and who's good and who's bad. It, yeah. And it then fleshes it, it, out. It, it fleshes it out. And all of a sudden the bad guys aren't bad. They, they're just broken people and the good guys aren't so good they they have kind of ulterior motives and uh, aren't are, are broken people as well and it's well, that's it really, one of my it's really good life that's one of my life philosophies actually not to get too deep on the podcast uh i don't think anyone is bad i just think we have a lot of broken people yeah so it's yeah i it's really good i don't know if i'll let Ada watch it quite yet but we'll see uh, she is interested. So yeah, so we watched Sonic. What a great film. Had you not seen it? I had not seen it. It was so good. It has it, it would have been horrible if they didn't redo the CG of Sonic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it would have been a f- so bad. I would not have they been able to They tried to make it too realistic. It. <sighs> like but make Sonic look realistic? In in that first Oh, they yeah, they tried to, to make like him too, too humanoid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, just give us yeah. Sonic. He's an alien. Make him like, yeah, him looking like his iconic self is perfect. Uh, so it, much fun. It, the acting is, better. is really well done uh, in terms of like the actor is acting with an invisible Sonic. Like it doesn't seem like they're, yeah, it's, it's really well done. I, I really and enjoyed I, it. The story was great. Jim Carrey. It, that, Oh yeah, that was his like return to form. Yeah, yeah. He's he doesn't start out as Doctor Bot- Robotnik that we know and love from the comics and from from the games and from the TV shows uh, that we may have seen as growing. <laughs> Everybody up. listening just went. There's comics. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, like but he get like the end of the film. He's got that massive mustache and oh uh, uh, yeah. He's he's definitely there at the end of the film. So that film I am looking forward to watching the has, second one with my family. Oh, yeah. It's it better than it has so any good. right being, especially considering James Marston is in it. 
Yeah. And it's a video game movie. So last time I was on, we talked about movies being made into video games and how that's always a whole, usually a horrible mistake that should have never happened. And it vice goes versa the other way too. A, a lot mistake. of video games have problems when they get made into movies. Oh yeah. Assassin's Creed, Hitman, yeah. uh, Sonic, Sonic did it. Sonic was yeah. like great. The super, like, super Mario brothers movie. <laughs> yeah. So there was very little, I'd, I, I don't think there's much of anything I didn't like about Sonic. It knew what kind of movie it was uh, it, and it played on it and it just, it did its thing. And it wasn't, yeah. it, it didn't ask for forgiveness for it. And because of that, it hit, hit all the marks perfectly for me. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. And Did you watch uh, anything else? so, yeah. So I finished watching moon Knight. watch the, the final, uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. I had read some theories that there was a third personality locked away somewhere, and so that reveal was really cool. Jake, right? Uh, Jake Lockley, I think is yeah. what it was. Yeah, which was, yeah, and like that, the the um, theories that I had watched and read were before they ever went to the Land of the Dead, and as soon as they were in the land of the dead and there was that coffin in the room shaking that they walked by, I was like, there is a third personality. It definitely is true. And then it just kept happening. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. It's, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It definitely poses a bunch of more questions for the MCU and. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. But, you're, uh, you, you leave, you leave it with more questions asked yeah. than answered. But, but, but as, as a, as it, as kind of standalone, marvel enterprise tv show it was fun it was different than a lot of what we've seen before because of the what it deals with with the multiple personality stuff and the egyptian stuff and all that so it was it felt fresh and different and then the last thing is uh my wife and i have been watching the tick on amazon prime which has been a lot Uh, of fun okay not the not the one from like the early 2000s late 90s no no although no. i think I, I i definitely no i don't think i definitely like the the that actor playing the tick better i think he does a better job but patrick uh, warburton yeah yep that's the guy but yeah. this one is still really good and it's a whole lot of fun and it's funny like it is. emily and i both every once in a while just have a little belly giggle laugh at the tick's silliness and and uh how he acts and reacts to things yeah. it's a it's a fun fun tv show and that's pretty much all i've watched in the last uh, little while since i was last on which was only a couple weeks ago cool what did you watch this week brady uh i had a slow week <laughs> i didn't really watch anything i watched i binged um uh what's it called bullshit there was a, a new, on netflix there's a new game show hosted by howie mandel and I, a game show yeah yeah and i binged Ooh. that yesterday and that's it's on it. netflix yeah what was it called you didn't you don't remember it's called bullshit oh it's called bullshit okay yeah 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 huh yeah and it's actually it's it's a lot of fun there's 10 episodes they're half hour each so I just kind of, you know, 
what ha- what's the give us give us a rundown what's the show about what's the game basically you can win a million dollars there's 10 questions that you're asked so when you're in the hot seat this sounds like how to who wants to be a millionaire kind of it kind of feels like that <laughs> in a way so you're there and you're you have 10 questions each one worth more money um at two points at any point you can lock in the amount that you're at so you have two locks two lock-ins right so you can okay. lock in the first question's worth a thousand dollars if you get it right you can lock in at that thousand dollars meaning that you know no matter what happens you're not going home with less than a thousand dollars just i'm just imagining somebody locking it in like as soon as they answer the first question i'm in lock it down <laughs> a lot and a lot of people do yeah um you get a second lock but you can't use your second lock until you're three questions past your first lock and then so but what's great about it is so that you know he asks you the questions there's four options you don't have to know the right answer oh so so you can know the right answer in which case you automatically get it right and you move on but there's three people three challengers three people standing there watching you working against you and so you you answer the question on your little tablet and it tells you right away whether you got it right or wrong. And if you got it wrong, then you it's now your job to look at the three competitors or challengers and tell them what your answer is and why that's the right answer. And then they can either agree with you or they can call bullshit. Oh. And if you had the right answer, like I said, you automatically move on. If you were bullshitting and all three people call bullshit, then you're out. But if you convince at least one person that you were telling the truth, then you get to move on. So it's less about knowing, like knowing the right answers definitely helps, but it's less about knowing the right right answer. answer, And all the three panelists call bullshit. It doesn't, you still move on. You still move on, okay. Yeah, and then th- and then so the way that it kind of works is then like the the three challengers, their accuracy is constantly being tabulated, like how many times they were right or wrong about you being right or wrong, uh, and then once you're out or done, you've walked away with the money you have, or you've been eliminated, or you know whatever you've gone all the way to a million. Then whoever was whoever of the challengers was the most accurate is now the one in the hot seat and there's a new challenger who fills their spot. Hmm. Cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Cause you can, you kind of get to sit and play along as the challenger and decide whether or not you think they know the answer and whether or not they're telling the truth. Then yeah, that's a fun concept. Yeah. And that's it. Wrap it up for us, sir. Uh, well, um, let me see. Follow on socials, Instagram, yada yadas. They're all listed you below. Patreons, supporters. Uh, yeah. Comment, like, Lots of subscribe. Benefits you support us on Patreon. Uh, eat, eat your vitamins and vegetables. And uh, uh, my name is Pete. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>